Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Podcast 360, your go-to resource for medical news and clinical updates. I'm your moderator, Jessica Bard, with Consultant 360 Specialty Network. More than 7,000 women received an HIV diagnosis in the United States and dependent areas in 2018, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Titi Lola Labasi is here to speak with us today about her team's research, factors associated with lack of viral suppression among women living with HIV in the United States, an integrative review presented at ID Week 2021. She's a PhD student and a graduate research assistant at the University of Nebraska Medical Center in Omaha, Nebraska. Thank you for joining us today. Where did your interest in working to end the HIV epidemic begin? My interest in HIV started back in Nigeria before I came to the United States over six years ago. So I've always been passionate about HIV. I think when you fear something, you want to learn about it. And also, I, I'm actually a trained microbiologist, but because I'm interested in impacting the lives of many people. So that was why I went into public health to impact more people. Because when I was in the lab, I didn't believe in the numbers, HIV numbers. I was like, these cases are not real. These numbers are not real. But when I saw the specimens coming into the lab and everything, I felt, oh, it's real. And because I fear the virus, I don't, I want to curb the spread. So I'm, I'm committed to ending the HIV epidemic to help people out there and manage their condition and to control the spread. You're presenting factors associated with lack of viral suppression among women living with HIV in the United States, an integrative review at ID Week 2021. Can you please give us an overview of this research? Thank you. First of all, I would like to acknowledge other researchers who contributed to this research. So first of all, I'll acknowledge Dr. Kiona King, Dr. Nada Fado, Dr. Jason Coleman, and Dr. Antoni Podani. We all work together on this research. I would like to give a brief background about HIV and women in the United States. So women actually account for 23% of those living with HIV in the United States and about 7,000 new cases of HIV are among women in the United States. And it's important to know that HIV is one of the top 10 leading causes of death among women ages 25 to 44 in the United States. And transgender women are 49 times more likely to be infected with HIV than other groups. So that's just um, a brief background. So regarding how we came up with this study, so we wanted to fill the gap. Women in HIV research have received less attention compared to men, because men are at higher risk than women. So women have received less attention and wanted to fill the gap in the literature. So our purpose was to identify and synthesize a peer-reviewed journal to reporting on factors affecting virus oppression among women. So that was how we came up with the research. But then there's a study that has been conducted in the United States, but this and the study was published in 2018. But the study focused on African American women and they looked at behavior factors that affect HIV care adherence among African American women. 
and they also looked at only interventional studies. So our study built upon on that by focusing on everybody, all women, and also our studies, we included studies that were published five years more than the last study. And we did not also limit our studies to interventional studies. We looked at cross-sectional studies, interventional studies, and all. And what were the findings of your study? When we started our search on five databases, CINAHL, PubMed, Scopus, PsycInfo, and Embase, we came up with 1,359 articles. So our eligibility criteria was studies that were conducted in the United States, studies focusing on women, studies that reported on virus suppression, and studies that were published after 2010. So after reviewing the 1,359 articles, we came down with 15 articles. 15 articles met our eligibility criteria. And the 15 articles were the articles included in our integrative review, this, this study. So among the 15 articles, five of them focused on pregnant women. Eight included women, all women, regardless of gender, pregnancy status, or anything. One uh, focused on just African-American women, and one transgender study was included in this review. Because a lot of studies, or five out of 15, that's significant, included only pregnant women. We decided to divide our results into two, pregnancy-related factors and non-pregnancy-specific factors contributing to viral load. So for the studies looking at um, pregnant women or that included just pregnant women, we found out that all the studies reported their early engagement in HIV treatment is an important factor in virus suppression in women. Out of the 15 studies, only one was an interventional study. So and the interventional study was one of the studies that included only pregnant women. The interventional study found that prenatal care actually improves adherence, retention, and virus suppression in pregnant women. Then other factors were also location. So women living in cities were more likely to be virally suppressed. Although there was no, the study didn't find any difference in adherence to treatment or something like that, but they found out that women living in cities were more virally suppressed. And one interesting thing we found was that one study said being postpartum actually increases viral load. So that was a factor they found that actually is a negative factor among pregnant women. They said this is due to immune activation. So there was a factor that was common across. And what I mean by across is the studies that looked at women, all women, and the studies that looked at only pregnant women. And the factor is intimate partner violence. So they found that as a factor that contributed to high viral load in women. And other studies too also found that to contributing to high viral load in women. So that's for the pregnant women. And for the eight studies that looked at women in general, factors, the most common reported factor was substance use. The second top factor was social determinant of health. Health insurance was another factor. Then race, specifically being African-American, 
was a factor that contributed to high viral load or lack of viral suppression in women age. So I think two studies found that being older, women living with HIV who are older, we are more adherent to their treatment and we're more virally suppressed than the younger women. So one study found income and specifically income, annual income below $24,000 as a factor. And I found that interesting as a factor affecting lack of viral suppression in women. Medication regimen and pills was also another factor. For example, some of these women, their drug combination or their regimen or their treatment plan require them to take multiple pills and some they just take one pill so those who take one pill we are more virally suppressed than those who took multiple pills that was one of our findings then mental health was a major issue depression stress and anxiety we are significantly associated with lack of viral suppression in women and like i mentioned intimate partner violence was also reported. So for the study that included just African-American women, they found most of what I just mentioned in women, but the only thing that was specific among African-American women was gender and racial discrimination. And for the transgender study, just one study, they found transgender women who are not in relationships or who weren't in relationships were less virally suppressed than those who were in relationships. And transphobic experience was also a factor that was associated with lack of viral suppression. And gender satisfaction. So those who were satisfied with their gender were more virally suppressed than those who were not. And adherence to hormone therapy. So the ultimate goal of HIV treatment is viral suppression. And when someone is adhering to their treatment, and we can see that among transgender women, those who were adhering to their hormone therapy were found to be more virally suppressed. So virus Adherence to hormone therapy was associated with lack of adherence to hormone therapy was associated with lack of viral suppression among transgender women. What did any of these findings surprise you? That's an interesting question. Yes. One major thing that stood out to me was the cutoffs for viral for viral load. So the CDC recommends viral loads below 200 cells. A millimeter cube. But surprisingly, some studies had cutoffs as high as 400. Some studies had 80. There was one that had 20. There was one that had 50. And one even had two different cutoffs. And the rationale for two different cutoffs was, I think, the kits they used for the testing or something. So that actually stood out to me the inconsistency in viral load cutoffs. So another thing that surprised me in our findings was that there's a study here in the United States and it is called the Women Intra-Agency HIV Study. It's the largest prospective cohort study on women in, in the United States. So, and this study has been on since the 90s, I think 93 or 1994, and they've been following women since then. So what I found surprising is that 15 studies were reviewed, seven actually use this data. I understand that they will be able to get a lot of a large sample size by using this data. But then this study does not have participants in all parts of the United States. So the women in this study are from the big cities like um, Bronx, Brooklyn, Atlanta, San Francisco, and you, you understand what I mean. Seven of them using that data 
I feel they will not be able to capture the entire United States. Then the few other studies um, use their study data or some patients' health records and all. So that was what surprised me in our findings. How will these results impact clinical practice among women living with HIV in the United States? That's a very interesting question, an important question. Okay, so HIV prevention through testing and via suppression remains the gateway to ending the HIV epidemic. When a person is virally suppressed, it's unlikely that they will transmit the virus to someone else. And also, when someone is adherent to their medication and they're virally suppressed and have undetectable viral load, they will have improved health outcomes and even their longevity too will be longer than people who are not virally suppressed. And most importantly, among women, women who are virally suppressed, they'll be at less risk of transmitting the virus to their babies. So I think that's why this research is important. And also, it will also contribute in handling the HIV epidemic because, like I said, someone who is virally suppressed is unlikely to transmit the virus to someone else. Are there any knowledge gaps that exist in this area of study? Yes. I'll say a big yes. So, <laughs> unfortunately, women are less virally suppressed than men in the United States. According to 2018 data, 63% of women living with HIV were virally suppressed, compared to 68% among men. Secondly, women are research in this field. I've received less attention compared to most researchers I've been looking at men. Fine, we understand that men at, are at higher risk and men make up 70% of the new HIV cases. But then we shouldn't forget that women account for 23% of people living with HIV AIDS in the United States. And also, there's lack of interventional study in this area. So myself and my team were looking at conducting a similar review, integrative review for interventions out there. They are focused on women and factor like interventional studies to address this problem. And it was difficult to come up with studies. We only came up with, I think about five and that was too small. So that shows a huge gap. Similarly, we can also see that in this, in the results, in the findings of the study, that only one study was an interventional study. The problem has been identified that there are factors associated with bias suppression in women, right? But there are no interventional studies out there addressing this problem. So that's huge. Also, transgender women are 49 times more likely to be infected with HIV than other groups. Yet, in our review, only one transgender study met our eligibility criteria. So with that being said, what's next for research in this topic? A lot still needs to be done in this area. For instance, both in pregnant women and in the general population, women population, we found intimate partner violence as a common factor for viral, lack of viral suppression. So I think more studies should look into that. Then also, there was a depth of knowledge or there was a paucity of information on transgender women. More studies should look into that at factors affecting because they are at very high risk of acquiring HIV. 
transgender women is another important population that future studies should look at because they are at a very high risk of acquiring HIV compared to other groups then interventional studies are needed in this area to address the factors found in these studies. Then also COVID-19. Studies have reported increase in intimate partner violence during COVID. For example, okay, people during the lockdown period or due to the restrictions, people had to stay indoors with their partners. And studies have found increase in intimate partner violence being reported during those periods. So it's important to look at the impact of COVID on this population. Also, mental health. The two studies that I read, one of them found increase in anxiety and depression among women. 38% among women compared to 24% among men. Also, another study, and this is an Italian study, this second study, found that women are were three times more likely to be distressed during the lockdown. So I think the mental health impact, because mental health, I mentioned earlier, mental health, anxiety, depression, were some of the factors associated with virus suppression. And with studies with COVID-19 studies finding higher rates of virus, with COVID-19 studies finding higher rates of mental health issues among women now, or elevated levels of anxiety, depression, and distress among women now. I'm afraid there might be more severe outcomes in this population post-COVID-19. What would you say are the overall take-home messages from your session? Okay, this is the era of COVID. So I would like to say that the impact of COVID may not be immediate. We might see increase in mental health needs among this population and research, there's evidence of increased risk of lack of virus suppression among women experiencing mental health issues. So I would say HIV should be prioritized alongside COVID so that we do not jeopardize a 40 years effort of ending the HIV epidemic. I think that's really powerful. Thank you for all of your work on this. Thank you.